Katrina. And this is your host, Gabriella. And you're listening to... <sighs> Lemons to Lemonade. Hey guys, welcome back to Lemons to Lemonade. To Lemons to your lemonade. favorite podcast where you can hear our soothing voices yes. every Wednesday. Never yes. miss out. All right. <laughs> um, how's your week? My week is great. I woke up today... Feeling, feeling great. Good. <laughs> feeling good. You know, I had a little bit of fun last night, so I woke <laughs> up with that extra glow, girl. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I feel good. I feel good. I think um, we had a conversation earlier about like my life, and uh, sometimes that's what you need. You need a friend yes. to kind of like be like, bitch. Get, get out of it. Together. Get out of whatever you're in. Yeah. Um. And I'm easily in. I get into these moments where I'm just like, I suck. My life sucks. Kind of like, you know. Um. But thanks to Gabby, I feel so much better now. Also, you we, know, they call me the guru, fitness expert, psychologist, like research. <laughs> Freaking connoisseur. Um. Starbucks drinker. Beauty guru. Eyelash guru, hair guru. Okay, okay, okay. they get it, they get it. We're going to get you the same board as... um, Berman Rock. Berman Rock, yeah. Shout out to Berman Rock, he's fucking dope. Did you see how he was in the Instagram new ad about their DMs? How their DMs are going to be merged in with Messenger? Oh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, and I was like, that's such a big deal. Like, Wait, what do you mean it's going to be... Like, the DMs, are are, they're going to, like kind of merge it to where it looks like Facebook Messenger. Because you know how Instagram oh, okay. and Facebook are owned by the same people? Yeah. So they're going to kind of make it the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I, I don't I don't know if I like it, but... I, I do guess- have a call with Instagram next week to, I guess, hear some new shit that they're coming up with. So that's probably what it is. I'll keep you guys on the loop. You know, I'm going to be your plug. See, I'll let you know. That's 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 one pro to having having a friend who's an influencer. Yeah. I didn't know about how Instagram are doing reels, but I remember mm-hmm. one day we were in the park, like, working out before reels came out, and you were like, yeah, dude, they're coming out with reels. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, ooh, I get the inside scoop for everybody else. For sure, yeah. I gotta I got to start, like uh creating like tips like just giving the info out because i mean some people they might not have like that connection yeah to get to these meetings or to hear these things um but it's always helpful to know because yeah i was i like before reels came out i like i had a list of videos i was gonna post already i was ready you're ready for them to come out with it yeah yeah um well today's episode is really exciting Uh, i think I'm going to benefit from it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we have a great person today who is Gabriella Bandy, who's a great speaker about this topic. God, Lord, Lord knows I made a lot of these. But uh, today we're going to be talking about mistakes that, you know, just common mistakes that people make when trying to build something, whether it's a brand or a business or anything. Right. Like, I feel like brand kind of describes everything. And I wanted to add, we posted on our Instagram kind of like, um, if you don't follow us on our Instagram, at Lemons to Lemonade Show, we post stuff on our stories all the time. And we posted this thing on a story where it said, if you could do anything in the world, regardless of fear or money, what would it be? And a lot of people said start their own brand. So we have yeah. we have a lot of followers or family members, like I like to call you guys, who are interested. Lemonators. Lemonators. <laughs> 
oh shit did i just make something i oh, think so i like oh. that that rings let us know if you guys like it but yeah who are interested in having a brand so i think this episode is going to be really interesting yeah i think most people want to build something that's theirs um i mean obviously there's people that are chilling with like they're normal yeah, yeah. like they love their job uh but there's definitely a lot of things like so many things that you can create mistakes and I, this is going to be more generic because of course there's specific mistakes you can make based on like the industry you're in but um we're just gonna like talk about shit that i've gone through that i've caused that has cost me money and like mistakes i've seen other businesses make or like I know a lot of influencers that have started their business and like, I'll look at them and be like, girl, boy, like, yeah, you know, things that because I'm in business and I, I've had, I've been in business for a minute now. Um, I'll be like, yeah, they, they could have done a better job or they could have done this instead. Can we give a quick shout out to AVO for. <laughs> Can we give a quick shout out to AVO for hitting the one year mark last yes. month? Come on people. What? I know. Honestly, I feel like a terrible business owner because literally it was like September fucking, I don't even know what day it was. I think it was like the was. 16th or something. It was like when we got back yeah. from Tahoe. And I was like, wait, we started the brand in September. Like we launched it officially. Like I know it's one of these days. I just don't know what exactly because I've discussed how bad my memory is. Yeah. So then I was like, let me go back to like the first post we ever did where we actually launched. And I saw like, fuck, we missed the mark. It was like two days like prior. And I'm like, Marina, like where we turned one. We didn't even post anything about it. Like sometimes like I feel like I'm doing so many things that I forget to like celebrate yeah. these things. But it would have it would have definitely been great to do like, I don't know, like something cool for it. But whatever, there's a lot of years more to come. So I'm exactly. like, I'm I'm gonna get to do it right next year. But that I mean, that was a mistake. How many years does your app app have now? My app has been out for three years. Okay, so you have three years for the app under your belt, and you have yes. one year for AVO under your belt. Yes, that's a big ass accomplishment, man. And I've been an influencer for shit. How long has it been? Maybe like five or six years. A long time. Being an influencer is like a business in itself. Yeah. Um, but I've talked to you about how I was like fucking 14 selling candy to like the elementary kids that lived in my neighborhood. Like, yeah, you've always been a hustler, you guys. Your girl was out here trying to get the bag. Yeah. So for today's episode, we thought, you know, we've been having a lot of fun episodes recently. And we said, you know what? Let's kind of this year is almost over. I feel like they're all fun, even if it's yeah. like topics that are more serious or where people get to learn i still feel like it's fun you every know? every episode's fun yeah. yeah but for today's episode we wanted to kind of do something to where it will aid into your professional life growth yeah we're here to give you some secrets so you can learn you can put them into your life your business and i guess i'm here to make mistakes so that you don't <laughs> <laughs> I learn from her mistakes Right. All right. Well, first off, let's start with our favorite segment that we've been just recently bringing it back. What's, What's in, in your cup? cup? <laughs> We're so done. Um, what's, what's your, in, what are you drinking? No, today? what is in your cup? Uh, okay. Well, my cup is empty right now. 
my cup is empty, but I was drinking a chai tea latte with soy milk from Starbucks. I'm having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. Yes, I am that bitch. Okay, that waits for pumpkin drinks to go back into season. I just like it. And I know it's not real pumpkin, but whatever. You know, it still tastes good. Have you had pumpkin spice from a gas station? No. Oh, that would change your life. The amount of sugar in there is crazy, but it's so delicious. I don't trust the gas station coffee. I don't know. It's fine. You should should try it. it. It's good. It's just a lot of sugar. It's very processed. Yeah. I've been trying a lot of uh, different Starbucks drinks. I swear, I want to make a series on my TikTok of just like... Trying trying styles. out. Yeah, because you know how I people I saw the one you just, you just posted with the yeah. mocha shot. And the- it was really good. But to be honest, I would not drink that again. Because it was so sweet. It was like, it was a chai latte with uh, pumpkin cream and like white mocha it was like all this stuff and it tasted good but it was really sweet but yeah starbucks yeah, I could tell you're, like you're, sponsor me or some shit because your review was like if you don't like pumpkin don't get this yeah because it, it was very strong pumpkin like it was like it it i feel like all those ingredients combined was like a pumpkin drink yeah so. but anyway if you guys are interested of my starbucks reviews like go on my tiktok go on because i'm gonna start posting them there but anywho, are you ready to just I'm... let's fucking do this shit? <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like, I feel like in a lot of my social media posts, like I try to censor myself as much as I can. But I just like cursing. It's when we were when we were on the trip with her brother in law and her sister. The whole time he was like, fuck this, fuck that. Gabby says that all the time. Fuck this, fuck yeah. that. He was like making fun of you the whole yeah. time. Because after every other word, she's like, fuck. Yeah. Because you know what the fucking like. <laughs> what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> because I don't I don't know. Like I used to be the type of girl that I, I kid you not, I did not say a bad word. I was so, first of all, I was very religious at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I am still religious, but. What when I'm talking about religious religious is like I wouldn't even listen to worldly music. Right? Was, yeah, that's I what was you like call that at one point too. Right? I would always listen to like gospel music or church music or whatever. Me like too. the the oh, see me down the sun, yeah. the ocean. That's all I listened to and I just thought that all other music was like worldly and vain and like not good. And I would I want you, like yeah, literally yeah. my life was like going to church. I would go to church on tuesdays right Mm -hmm. and we had like youth stuff or whatever and then wednesdays we had like um kind of like a sunday but on a wednesday and it was more chill like you could go more casual it was actually really fun i loved like the people that i went to church with like all the young people like we were all friends and believe it or not i used to sing at my church (laughs) did you really i didn't know that yes I sang there, and so I would have to go on Thursdays because we would have, like, a rehearsal. Who said you can't sing then? Girl, you've Girl, been a I singer kid you not, since a like, young age. Like, people would come up to me and be like, oh, my God, you sing so good, your voice. And I'm like, bro, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I do not sing good. I don't know who let me do that. I don't know. But anyway, I used to sing on Thursdays. And then, of course, I would go on Sundays, and sometimes we had Saturday stuff, too. Okay. So it was like I lived at church. Did you know... That the way you hear yourself is not the same way that people hear your voice. 
So maybe that's why you think your I think voice my voice is sound so good. annoying. But when you sing to other people, your voice actually sounds good. I don't know. We'll see. You guys, I'm trying to convince Gabby to to start singing or start rapping, just to become to do something in the music industry. Like I've been trying to like convince her. Maybe like I mean, maybe I'll be the next Gabby G. Gabby G. <laughs> Everyone says I look like Carol G. I Who's don't that? think so, but Carol G is like a Latin reggaeton artist. Mm, I'm gonna look her up after. But anywho, what the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah, about the cursing. Yeah. So <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> my dad. So I didn't curse at all, and then I don't know. I think as as I started getting older, I started like questioning a lot of the things from church. I'll be like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then now I just I just love cursing because I feel like it's freedom of speech. Well, first of all, I believe that a lot of the things that we consider good or bad are bullshit. Like they're just things that like as humans we've. We've decided like, hey, this is good and this is bad. Yeah. And I feel like cursing is not bad. What? Why is so bad? It's a fucking word. Who decided that this word was bad? Yeah. Right. And so I feel like when I curse, there's just like so much more passion and and what you're saying. Yeah. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. But if I'm like, I'm fucking hungry. Like you really believe me now, right? Yeah. You're like, damn, she really hungry. She really is hungry. Yeah. So anyway, I don't. I. I don't really curse unless I'm mad or like I'm trying to get a point across. Mm-hmm. Like even like if I say freaking all the time because I don't say fucking. I just think freaking is so childish. Like, yeah, I know. Just say fucking bro with the butt. I say freaking all the time or I like I don't know. Just whenever I say like a, unless I'm like really angry, which I've had times where I'm really angry and I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. Or like fuck I'm mad or like sh- I say <laughs> shit a lot too. But no, yeah, Gabby, yes, Gabby. I said because i was trying to say mierda oh and then you said somebody cut me off and i was like pinga miércoles and i was like oh my god at least i tried with the second word okay yeah pinga is definitely what's pinga mean it's like penis in spanish oh but i don't know like in miami they say pinga a lot do you do you know a lot of bad words in in spanish yes i don't know bad words in in and i like to say them too I do not know. In Arabic, it's like you, you when you cuss someone out, you say like Char- donkey. Char- no, there's one word. Charmuta, Char- but like. Charmuta. Yeah. Th- here's the thing like, that means slut. I don't know. I used to have an Arabic. Calling someone was... a dog is a bad thing. Or calling someone like trash is bad. Oh, or calling someone like. So you guys like, got like cute, bad. Donkey. Like you're a donkey. Like. That's yeah. bad. That's offensive. Or like shoes. If we, I call we you have shoes, completely gone sidetracked. Yeah, we're, this is about being successful and not about cuss words. All right, all right. Let's get let's get serious. Okay? All right. Okay. The people are here to listen about common mistakes people make when trying to build a build brand. a brand and become successful. Okay. So first of all, I think something that we've been discussing a lot lately. Um, and has been something that's, I guess, it's you are in your journey right now. Yeah. Is so Maureen has come to me with a lot of ideas, right, for a brand. Yeah. And to me, one thing about me is like, I'm always going to hype you up. And I'm never going to hype you up unless I, like, if I don't believe in what the fuck you're, you're trying to do, she'll, I'm going to tell shut you. shut it down like, right then and there. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, like, oh, like, I'll tell you my opinion. Like, you can yeah. do whatever you want with it. But. I do feel like some of the ideas that she's come with, like, I truly believe that she can achieve them. But we were speaking about how, like, you have a lot of fear of, like, the outcome and, like, how people are going to respond. Mm -hmm. So I think 
one of the biggest mistakes, and I feel like it, we have to start at this, is that people sit on their ideas for a long ass time. Thank you. Just because they're afraid of how people are going to perceive this, if people are going to buy it, if it's going to fail. like, And I think a big part of it is that you give a fuck what people say. You yeah. give a fuck what people think. And that is the biggest mistake when building a brand. I would say um, exactly what you said is correct. I have all these ideas, right? Because I feel like I could... I'm very versatile. I'm very agile. Like, you can put me in any situation and I will reshape and I'll be able to, like, fit comfortably. Um, so I always get these ideas. I'm like, damn, I could do this. Damn, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Um, and then it becomes a battle of like, what do I do? And by the time I figure out what it is, I've sat on this idea for a while. I went and bought all these vintage Levi's mm -hmm. that I was gonna alter and custom make. And I know how to do that. And I've done it a couple times, but then they're just sitting in my thing because yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to take that next step. I've bought, so I think for me, it's exactly what you're saying. One of the biggest mistakes that I've been making and it's kind of like reoccurring is having the idea, but just taking forever to kind of actually like execute it. Yeah. So I think, I think they're okay. So I definitely know a couple of people that are idea people, right? Yeah. Where like you come up with all these fucking ideas, but there's no execution. And I also feel like there's, it's. It has a lot to do with not being sure of who you are. Mm. And trust me, like being sure of who you are is a journey. Uh, it's a lifelong journey. You yeah. will like you will always rediscover yourself. You we're humans that continuously grow. So when you're thinking about ideas, I feel like a good way to figure out what you actually want to do. And you will figure that out eventually by trying things. You're not going to know if you just like have an idea and then you have another one, then you have another one and then you're like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I feel like you got to like start with one, try it out, see how it goes. And then like if you don't see yourself enjoying doing it, then maybe you need to go on the next thing. Um, but there there's also ideas that could be instead of a business idea, it might be a hobby. Yeah, it might not be something that there is like a big passion for it. So, for example, You may like to paint, mm -hmm. but you may not necessarily want to create a business painting. Yeah. Right. Because then I'm sure that there is a lot that goes behind being an artist and selling your paintings. Right. And yeah. there's a lot of work that is not painting that needs to be done. So you have to kind of like figure out what are some things that I'm passionate about and slowly like create ideas that you can monetize it while still you know, working on whatever else you're doing to like sustain yourself. I think a lot of it is like sitting on ideas because there's so many that you overwhelm yourself. It's almost like when you have a full calendar of shit that you need to do, but there's no organization. And so you're just like absolutely overwhelmed that you don't even know where to start. Where if you had like more of an organized schedule or something you would know like okay let me start with this task let me start with that task maybe start with the little task first and then get to the bigger task and so when people are building a brand i feel like they start thinking about it in this huge thing yeah where they're like oh my god i gotta like make a lc and i gotta like 
do taxes and I got to build this and that. And they start thinking of this big idea where you could instead focus on the little things you could start off with. So, for example, let's say you want to start a vintage clothing brand, right? You start with the little things that you can do. I mean, we have great stories like Nasty Gal, yeah. right? Which is like one of the stories that I absolutely love is Nasty Gal owner. She started off like she would have regular jobs that she hated and she would work at this museum. And she had a lot of downtime because all she was doing was checking people in. So she started... Um, like a store, I don't know if it was like Etsy or eBay, one of those two, mm-hmm. but she basically started going to Goodwill, buying things, and like she would sell them on Etsy. And it was something that kind of started off little, and then she started, you know, figure out figuring out marketing ways and ways to like get people to buy her stuff. And fast forward to a couple years later, I mean, she became the owner of Nasty Gal, which is like over a hundred million dollars worth. Yeah. And now she's not even like there. She's like, I, I actually, I heard that she's back at Nasty Gal. I'm not oh. sure. I have to read about it. But basically she started at Etsy, you know, didn't, I'm sure that she wanted like this huge store from right away, but instead she focused on what she could do. Right. Yeah. Etsy is like, Etsy or eBay, like you pay you pay a small fee for what you sell. You're I don't think you pay unless you're selling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like little things like that where like people overwhelm themselves with like, oh my god, I gotta build a website, I gotta build this and that, and like how am I gonna have the money to do it and like all this shit. And you gotta start with like kind of building a plan of what you want, what you wanna do. And then what are some things you could do with what you have? You're good at doing that. You're good at working with what you have. Yeah. And so you kind of have to think with that mindset and like start little like that. And you have to not care what people think. I think out of all my ideas, the podcast was one thing that I was like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if we get like five listeners. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's just me and my sister and, and my mom and whatever <laughs> who listen to this podcast. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why. I, compared to everything else, I don't really think about how like people would react to it. I didn't really like let fear stop me from creating this. Mm-hmm. From like, hey, Gabby, what do you think? We should have this. We should have this podcast idea and name it lemons to lemonade and we talk to other women and other people and all that and now that we're talking this out loud it kind of like brings us to perspective you take the first step we started out with you know zero listeners now we have over 10k listeners and people from all over the world are listening to this mm-hmm. so it's it's you have to get over the the fear. You have to get over the the self doubt and this. I'm saying this to myself too because I'm the biggest self doubter here. Yeah. Um, but would you say rushing into something is a mistake? Like rushing into um, releasing a workout plan, rushing into releasing a podcast, rushing into releasing whatever it is, the project you want to release, would you say that is a mistake? I think it just depends on what you're releasing. Okay. So 
you know, it's like you have to kind of like prepare yourself and research before you spend a ton of money. Like, especially if you're selling a product, right? The easiest thing to do is sell a service because you're probably the one doing that service or creating whatever, you know? Yeah. But when it comes to like spending actual dollars on inventory, I think that's when you have to kind of like do your research and not rush into it because selling a product is not the same. For example, like influencers, right? A lot of influencers come up with their own product and creating content is not the same shit as selling product. Mm. It's like, absolutely different just because you have followers does not mean that you can tell yeah and that's the same case with everything like if if you are like let's say random person like let's name him carlos right carlos really wants to start selling i don't know think of anything that uh, like fucking maybe like a barber kit right like maybe he has a really nice beard and he figured out like a really nice formula to maintain that the man's beard yeah if he just like randomly releases this yes he may get like one or two sales you know maybe a friend will buy it maybe um i don't know so a family member but i feel like if carlos took the time to research what he's trying to do he has to really think about like who are the people that i'm going to sell this to and if he's doing a beard kit right his possible customers are men that have a beard, that want to grow a beard, possibly, and maybe women that want to gift their men beard a beard oil, kit. Yeah. So, like, maybe women in relationships and things like that. Wow. you got, Did you guys see that? Like, how you took this <laughs> imaginary idea and created this whole business plan in a matter of three seconds well because you gotta think like that you have yeah. to, you always have to think about the customer like who is going to be my customer what do they look like what do they like what do they do on their free time like you have to think of it like that mm. so a, a man that buys himself a beard kit is a man that probably shops for nice clothes yeah because it's not every man out there takes care Give of himself beard, like yeah. that so you got to think like, okay, where could I see this selling? Like there's so many possible ways, right? Like Carlos will figure out what his goal is. Do I want to sell this in person? Do I want to sell this in a store? Do I want to have a website? So all of that it has to be taken into account, right? Like, okay, if I want to sell my beard kit at Target or wherever the fuck, like he has to kind of figure that out and figure out who their customer is. After you figure that out, you have to be like, how am I going to market to this person, to this customer, mm -hmm. right? Where are they at? And obviously social media is like a big deal right now. Everybody is on social media. I mean, like every single fucking person out there with a cell phone is on social media. This five-year-old kid we met yesterday is on social media. Like Can everyone's on social that? media. That's where everybody's spending their time. But some people spend time on Snapchat. Some people spend time on Twitter. Others TikTok. Others yeah. Instagram. So you have to like think about the age group of your customer, what they like, all those things. And then you start figuring out where you are going to find these people. And you start making a plan with like, where am I going to create content? What kind of content are they going to like? So let's say Ryan is the type of guy that would buy a beard kit, right? So he's... He's a guy that likes sports. He likes uh, video games. You know, like there's certain content that speaks to Ryan. Yeah. If there's like a 
corny TikTok that you're creating, like Ryan is probably not going to look at that shit because yeah. he's not into it. So you have to think about those things and like create ideas and create at least a marketing plan that's going to work for the customers you have. Because the one thing you you need is like people to see your product yeah. or people to see your service. So you can't rush this into it without doing some research and without having kind of like a plan. If you're an expert that knows how to do this, then shit, rush into whatever you want. Um, but if you're starting out and people don't know you as the beard guy, yeah. then you kind of have to get your name out there. You got You kind of have to get like not a fan base but like a following of people that understand what you do and like what you do yeah maybe it's a hundred followers you got but it's a hundred people that like beard kits yeah. you know yeah. or that are into beards so y there's a plan to everything and rushing into something and like maybe spending a lot of money on product can can keep you with like just like a lot of inventory and you're stuck with that you can't sell it because you can't find people to buy it you know yeah um i think uh another problem that i see a lot is releasing something you're not passionate about passionate oh that's passionate the biggest about. thing yeah so releasing something you're not passionate about but i'll tell you the, the mistake that it really when you release product that you're not completely in love with or that you're not happy with um i think the biggest i think the mistake there is that you're focusing on money yeah you're not focusing on creating an actual brand you're and i feel like so many people do this so many people think of like i want to create my business because i want to be rich or i want to make money or whatever and that's great of course you want to make money when you create a business that's like that's um, the whole point obviously yeah. you need it but being motivated by just making money unless you're like extremely ambitious you're like my brother-in-law that like he he loves sales and he loves make, making money. I feel like you are not going to stay motivated enough to see this thing out. Because you're not going to make money right away. And that you're is not going to make money right it. away. And even if you do make money, there's going to be a lot of work that you did not expect that you're going to have to do. Yeah. So there's like creating a business like for example my activewear it's not just me like it's not just all fun and games where i like pick fabric and tell people what i want and like it's done and now i'm selling it and it's all great like no there's a lot of things that i have to do that i don't necessarily like to do it but i gotta do it i hate keeping up with the accounting of my business can like, i i hate doing that can i just mention that i didn't know that when you create something you have to make a sample and you pay for the sample. And the sample is not like a, a freaking $6 piece <laughs> sample. No, boo-boo. It's freaking crazy how the sample could be more expensive than the whole entire purchase you're making. That's how crazy it yeah. is. The sampling process is definitely expensive, at least for activewear. Because when you're trying to make something good you're gonna have changes yeah so you can bring a prototype you can have an idea and tell people what they want but then they're gonna charge you obviously uh for them to create that it, like it's expensive then you look at it you try it on and you're like eh, i don't like the stitch here i feel like this needs to be higher i feel like we need to double up on the fabric whatever it is that change costs money costs you more and so like the whole process ends up being like a couple thousand dollars um but 
that is what happens when you are trying to build something that's going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. your main focus is that people are going to love this. They need to love it. They, If you love it, people are going to love it. And that's what you have to do to create something that you're going to love and people are going to love. So just focusing on the customer and focusing on like providing value, I think is really important. And I've seen all sorts of shit. Okay. Like I, I'm like, sometimes I see people releasing products that I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Like what? This shit is ugly. It looks cheap or maybe has nothing to do with their brand or maybe like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, no goal to this. It's just, like, random shit being thrown in your face. Yeah. Or it's just, like, things that don't have longevity. Things that can't live for a long time. uh, Because they're just, like, half-assed, you know? And I feel like it's cool, like, if if to make money or whatever. But if your goal is to to create a brand that's going to live long, then you need to think about the branding as a whole and... and I feel like what's really important about branding is making your customers feel something. Yeah. And it could be any type of product and you can still make your customer feel something. Like how do they feel when they wear it and what your brand represents. So there's so much more that I I do think it takes time for you to clean up those details and be prepared to release. Another big mistake I think people make is that they start something and they expect it to be like they just like they get all worked up to do something and then something goes wrong and then they just like stop. Yeah, um, I've I've seen it actually, and where it's like you get your your first burnout and you're like, you know what, this is a waste of time. I should have never done this, and. I was at this workshop once and I remember it was all these entrepreneurs and one of them was saying how most businesses do not make it past the five-year mark and if your business makes it past the five-year mark that means it's a successful business because in the first five years you go through so much whether it's financially or emotionally or you don't have enough people working for you or it's like I can't hire more people or it's like my customers are not buying my stuff. You, you're you literally figuring out the brand. You're building the brand in the first five years. And in the first burnout you get where it's like, damn, I'm staying up packaging all these order by, orders by myself. Damn, like I am not only like focusing on my brand, but now I got to focus on this whole other brand that I'm doing by myself. Now I need to purchase all this inventory that... I got to figure out how to get money for. Now mm. I got to market this inventory that I have sitting here that I got to figure out how to get money for. And once all that just comes at you at once, you're like, fuck, maybe this isn't for me. And this is where most people quit and give up. Instead of kind of problem solving where it's like, okay, maybe I need to buy less inventory. Maybe I need to um, really, you know, even if you're not doing inventory, maybe if you're doing guides or you're doing uh, one-on-ones, maybe I need to take less clientele instead of having like an open where every day I, I have like five people I'm meeting with. Now I just should only have a certain amount. So instead of going into this whole defense mode saying, oh my God, this isn't what I expected because, you know, I just wanted to make money and now all of a sudden all these things are coming at me. Yeah. Instead, you should just 
try to figure out what the problem is and just nap it in the butt instead of quitting instead of quitting and the biggest problem is a lot of people quit um gabby has a bunch of stuff going for her she has all these businesses i would say my biggest experience is with this podcast it's still a responsibility Mm-hmm. It still takes a lot of time from our schedule. Yeah. It still takes a lot of time editing it, putting it together, making sure we engage with you guys. All that takes time out of our day. And to be honest, in the first couple episodes, when we were trying to figure out the recording, the mic situation, the editing, how to market it, like we're still trying to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when your voice is so echoey when you're like damn i want to get this crisp sound so people love what i'm saying so people enjoy what i'm saying it's easy for you to be like man fuck this like i don't have a studio i don't have anybody i don't know how to edit maybe this isn't just what i'm supposed to do maybe i'll just do something else yeah maybe this whole podcast thing is like was just an idea but if you're passionate about it, which goes back to what we were saying, you've got to be passionate about what you're doing. If you're passionate about it, you just automatically go into this like problem solving mode. You're like, okay, now I got to figure it out. Like, what is the issue? How do I keep this thing that I've created, my baby, survive? Yeah. And for Gabby, Avio is literally her baby. Like, when you see her talk about it when you see her when you see her talk about it when you see her get new inventory when she gets new ideas when she sitting with her and hearing all that like you can see her eyes glisten like she's so excited like it's not very money hungry instead it's like satisfaction hungry she wants her people she wants everyone who puts on those outfits just be excited Mm -hmm. i forgot to tell you the other day I was walking out of my apartment and I saw this old man wearing an AVO mask. No way. I swear, Gabby. I literally, no I was getting into my car. I was getting into my car and I looked and I was like, bro, this mask looks familiar. Bruh, you're And right. I looked I and it had that AVO thing. I I mean, I don't want to go up to him and be like, he was like walking away. Dude, you should have, you should have been like, oh my God. I, you know, like, let me My friend's the, the owner. No, but I was like, I was like, that is crazy to have some random ass guy who does not know who Gabriella Bendy is wear AVO. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wish I saw that. Dang it. If I see him again, if I see him, and I was like, I was like, I was like, did I drop my mask? And it was a green one. I'm dead. But he had a big face. So it was, it was like the, it was probably like the, the, the big size. And I was like, did I drop my mask? And my mask is with me. I was like, I didn't drop my mask. And I was like. You're like, this can't be real. Hold on. Let I was like, wait, literally said, I was like, he's wearing the AVU mask. And just those little moments are what gets you over the times where it's like, fuck, like, yeah, this needs so much money. This needs so much attention. This needs so much because you see your baby, your product just like out there in random people's houses and faces. And yeah, I think it's really easy to get discouraged. And I felt discouraged myself sometimes with avo but i don't think i've ever had the thought of like quitting maybe i'm just gonna not do this anymore because hell no i you know how much i've invested in this i'm like like that i better make this shit work but i definitely had a lot of uh moments of being discouraged especially like i think like the 
Uh, obviously, we've only been out for one year. Okay, like let's just say that we've only been out for one year, and half of this fucking year has been COVID. Yeah. And the fact that like I'm still standing, I'm still like coming up with new stuff, and like I f- I feel like the future is really bright for us. In the beginning, I definitely had like I think it was like a couple months, and I definitely had like a big gap of discouragement like there was a couple months where i was just like sitting on a lot of things because i think i was getting like in my head of like oh my god am i gonna have enough money to fund this am i gonna be able to actually build something out of this like and it wasn't that i was going to quit but i it was definitely like those negative voices in my head Mm -hmm. like i bitch what did you get yourself into you know yeah And it's definitely really scary, especially when you're dealing with a lot of money or like a lot of investment. And I was just like, I need to figure it out. And I think it like it took me I was just I was doing like the bare minimum for it. And I think it took me like two months to like finally get myself out of it. And I was like, I need to like do this shit. And then we ended up doing the, on January, we did the Fit Expo. Which was so fun. Yeah, so and it fun. was like the first Fit Expo. Oh my God, let me talk, can we talk about this Fit yeah. Expo, right? Yeah. Because I feel like I never, I don't really share a lot about like the shit that goes on, right? So I signed up to the first Fit Expo that in January. It's a big Fit Expo here in Los Angeles. And I was like, I, honestly, the and- year before... It's Mm -hmm. huge. I mean, like, big brands. Big brands are in there. Yeah, and it's, like, tons of people, like, thousands of people that go there. It's a whole weekend long. And the prior year, which was 2018, I had gone to the Fit Expo, but I went with my app team. And I remember seeing Tiana G, which is another Mm, influencer. And she had just released her new activewear line. It's called Nude. And she had like a booth and, and I, I, th- I just thought it was the coolest thing. And I was like, this is fucking dope. And I want to do this shit next year. Like I want to have my own booth. Did you have an idea about AVO by then or it was still, it was still nothing? I, I did have an idea of AVO, but I don't. Like, I was still very, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Okay. It wasn't until I found, like, a person that was, like, um, experience in the fitness industry and, like, activewear that I started to understand what I was doing. But I was just, like, I'm going to, I knew that I wanted to have an activewear line. And I was, like, I'm going to have a booth next year. And so this was, like, really important for me, the fact that we are going to be at, at the Fit Expo. And it was... It was a lot of work. Like we, I, I, and you know, like when I do things, I'm like, I want everything to be great. So Perfect, yeah. I like hired a team to do like my booth, which was and, a whole entire. Oh my god, fiasco. that was crazy. Like, so I hired this company that like basically does like decorations and stuff, and they were gonna do my booth. And the day comes right. First of all, I invited my family, and I was not sure if they were gonna be able to come because my sisters like they have like whole whole families, right? And I was like, please, like, come, whatever, just could you come, like, leave the kids at home, whatever. Yeah. And um, two of my sisters came, my mom came, my brother-in-law came. And they literally told me, like, from the day before that they were coming. So it was very sudden, and I was I was so happy that they were coming. And I'm so glad they came because I don't know what we would have done without them. Yeah. So they show up, and um, I knew that, like, on Friday I was supposed to, like, 
go to the Fed Expo to like look at the booth and just like you get to basically at night you get to come and like make sure your booth is good to go and then in the morning you come early and then the 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 event starts at like nine o'clock so I show up on Friday evening first of all this company hadn't told me like at what time I needed to show up if I needed to bring the inventory with me and whatever I ended up figuring out I go to the Fed Expo and I see that it was like already like 6 p.m. and we had a dinner at like 9. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to like help them out here and then leave and then go to dinner. And they are like still building. So I wanted the, I had this whole design, right? Because, you know, me, I'm a visionary. So I had this whole thing. Yeah, it was going to look bomb. And I knew that my booth was going to stand out because the FedEx Boat brands I feel like they do. They it's just a, do the blue, the blue, blue, red, thing. like yeah, the blue, um, uh, like a sign. It's like yeah, the blue sign has your name. The basic table with the basic cover that yeah. the the Fit Expo gives you. The curtain that they separate you from each other, and then you have the stacks of clothing. That's yeah. it. And there's there's big brands that do it big, but still like they do. Um, it's very like hardcore gym you know yeah and i was like i wanted to bring my booth and make it like chic i wanted people to walk by and be like this is cute as fuck what is this yeah and so we could i, I had this whole idea right i planned this like two months ahead and i look at them they're still building this wall and i'm like what the fuck like they're taking forever but i'm like are you guys gonna be done and they're like yeah for sure then these these people like from the fit expo that work there are like going by these carts and they're like Um, this wall cannot be here. You cannot block the person next to you. And we're like, what the hell? Like that just completely throws off the whole design. And because we were going to make like an L. And so we wanted the booth to be like open. We didn't want to close it out. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do that, whatever. And so then we're like, fuck. So and this other lady comes and she's like, yeah, you can't do it. Me thinking that I'm going to complain and still get my way. Instead, she ends up being like, wait, I don't remember seeing the paperwork for this booth. And I'm like, what? What? I'm so confused. And she's like, yeah, you have. She's like, if you're not going to use our services, like you have to um, get approval for like whatever your idea is. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know that. Like, yeah. I just hired these people and they were supposed to do this for me. Okay, I don't know. And she's like, oh, you hired a company? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, what company is it? I tell them. And she's like, yeah, I don't think I I got this paper. I don't remember seeing it on my email. So I'm going to have to go back there and double check that this was approved. And if it's not, then like these people need to leave. Damn. And I'm like, what the hell? Right. So they leave. So this is two, two days before everything. Yes. So there was like these packets that they had sent me ahead of time where we needed to fill it out. Mm -hmm. And send it to them. So I sent it to the to the team that I uh, hired. hired, and they were responsible for like reading all of those things and and like making sure that all of that was taken Fits care the of. Guidelines, yeah. And so apparently they didn't do that, and they just thought that they could show up and do this. And so the lady comes back and she's like, "Listen, like this is not." She felt so bad for me, right? She was like, "Are you the owner?" And she's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, listen, I'm so sorry to do this, but I did not see the paperwork. They did not submit it. And so and I'm like, well, what if we submit it right now? What if we fill it out? And she's like, no, unfortunately, you have to do this ahead of time. Damn. And she's like, unfortunately, they're going to have to leave. They cannot be in the premises. They don't have permission to be here. You can stay. You obviously paid for the booth so we can still make something work. But 
She's like, to be honest, like they did a really bad job. If you would have hired us, because basically there's like a union yeah. and there's a company that the Fit Expo uses. She's like, I would have done something so nice for you and you probably would have paid less than what you paid these people. Damn. And they need to go. I kid you not, I was trying to hold it together and I fucking started crying. And I was like, oh, hell no, nah, because my boots looked a mess. Yeah. It was like. It was bad. And I was like, what am I going to do? I like the Fit Expo was in the morning, the next morning. And she was like, listen, I can get you some guys to help you out. I'll charge you hourly and we can create whatever, you know, whatever we can work with what you can. Um, but they need to leave. So these people had to leave. Right. They were. And I was so I was livid. OK, I was like. What the fuck? You guys are so irresponsible. I was yeah. so upset. You paid them before or you? Yes, I had paid them. Did you get your money back? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they left and I and like, oh, my God, my brother-in-law was livid, too. And he was like, give me this guy's number. I'm going to fucking call him and make sure you get all your money back. He called him, left him voicemails. And he's like, you need to give this girl every penny she gave you because you guys are so irresponsible. Yeah. How did you like, you know, because I it was like such a big thing that was going to happen for me. And like they literally At some dropped the ball. point in this whole situation where you like, fuck this, I don't even want to do it anymore. Hell no. Really? So I, I couldn't do that. I had, I had already told people that I was going to be there. And like I had done all of this. I like I was not happy, but I knew that I was still going to be in the booth. Damn. But it was such an experience because everybody was like, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, You're like, I don't know. Like the the lady there that was in charge was like, so where are we going to put this? Where are we going to put? Because there was so much shit that we had there because they were like literally going to build the whole thing. Remember how also the, the walls were like different colors and like it was and there was a like a line show. in the middle of it. It and was a shit show. I could do not. And like so my my sisters are like, Gabby, do you want to put this here? Do you want to put that there? Then the guy that's like working on myself is like, how high do you want this? Then the lady's like, what are you going to do about this? Like everyone's asking me a million questions and I'm having a mental breakdown because this shit is so bad. And I'm like, everybody's like, you need to figure it out. They're like, you need to answer. And I'm like, I can't. I, I just like I there was too much going on that I was like, listen, I cannot fucking figure out what I want to do with this because I need to visually see something for me to know if, yeah. I, if that's what I want. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the fucking night off and tomorrow morning I'm going to get here early as fuck and I'm going to figure this out. And they were like, well, you're crazy. And I was like, just trust me or whatever. So then the lady said that we could get there like super early the next day. And I was like, I just need to like, I just need to like, fucking put this on paper because I, yeah. I i need to see things i learn by seeing things mm -hmm. i can't not just like Ima imaginary yeah. like you know so i was like okay we're gonna leave we had to like cancel our dinner we end up i'm like i need to go to target i'm like i want to go to fucking target and i don't know we'll see if i look at anything that i that Speaks sparks my eye we end up going at target at like 10 p.m And I see this rack and I'm like, this rack is cute. We see this whole like wooden thing that looks like a display at a store. We're like, we're going to buy it. Like we just ended up buying all these things. And thankfully I had my sisters there. And one of my sisters is really good at like decor, like interior design. So she was like helping me out. And so after that, we went to eat tacos and we were like, yo, tomorrow we got to wake up early as fuck and like fucking flip this booth over. Yeah. We show up. We literally made like my sisters were folding, like putting everything in display. They took everything out of the bags. We were built like uh, Ryan was like building out like the wooden thing, right? That we put up like 
everybody was doing some shit. My brother-in-law was like, this is the sales we're going to have. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, I had an entire team that day. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And we basically made this booth work, right? And from then on, it was like, the shit has started. We were still finishing things up and, like, the the expo has started. started. And from there on, there was no thinking about the booth. There was no thinking about how it looked because there were so many people at our booth. Because. It was crazy. Even though you went through all that, it was so beautiful. It still looks cute. I don't know it how we did it. It was so freaking beautiful. It looked so nice. And the thing is, because it was where it was placed. And usually, like she just said, in the expo, most of the brands are very like, get yoked, bro. Like, yeah, blue curtains. Protein shit. Yeah. But hers was like. Or like sexy girls and stuff like that. Yeah. But hers, like exactly where she said, it literally stood out. Like if we had a drone, you would be able to spot it from the nude yeah. walls. We had like flowers. flowers. Like it was just so, everything was like nude. The like, pictures. It was, the, it was, you had shelves and you put the pictures on the, on the, um, the shelves. Yeah. It was so freaking beautiful and it all worked out. And I think from then, Gabby was like, I'm going to do more. I was expos. confident. I was like, bro. And here I'll tell you guys another mistake. I'm not afraid to admit it. My mistake for the Fit Expo is I didn't have enough inventory. Yeah. Because I didn't believe that we were going to sell that much. And my brother-in-law was so mad at me because he was like, dude, you know how much you could have sold and you didn't because you were like on the first day we sold out of small and medium. Yeah. Like gone. And and my brother-in-law was like, oh, you like a girl would come and be like, oh, I'm a small. And she's like, you fit into a large. The, the, the fabric is really stretchy. He was trying to sell everybody like different sizes and shit because we were just sold out of those things that I did not expect. I don't know. Like I never yeah. done it. So you always have to try something once to like know. But that was a huge mistake because we definitely could have made way more money. But either way, we because made a lot of money. Because here's the thing, like, I feel like, and this could pertain to your brand too, or whatever it is that you want to create. There's a lot of, you get a lot of messages about AVO saying, oh my God, this is a little pricey, this is this pricey, this is, you know, I wish it was a little cheaper, like, are you, can you have sales, all that. But if you guys actually touch the material, feel the way it fits, all that, costs money to create something that it's this luxury like yeah. literally it costs money so for her to have her pre- like it all balances out the way it's the tags the placement the the iron-on the reflective iron-on she has all of these goes into an account so when someone's b- p- passing by and they see it in person and they feel it and you're like oh yeah. these are 89.99 and they're like really that's it literally that yes. was people's response and that's i was like it? that i i think for me it's like everything when you make a brand or a business like everything is about testing yeah and for us this was a test of like are we going to perform well at an event or something like this or like in person because and before that then, was the everything has thing. been online everything has been online yeah. so i think that was the biggest thing because people just were not questioning the price at all yeah, like, because they can actually feel it. They, they exactly. It. They were able, like, physically able to, like, touch the leggings and be like, this, like, feels so good. Yeah. And I want it. And 
I remember that right after the Fit Expo, we had like a big influx on like on our social media. Like we had a lot of tags and things like that. And so from then I was like, we need to do expos. And then COVID. <laughs> but still right now we've been talking about all these things that we want to do. Like we were really planning to do like a really fun um, virtual event and yeah. things like that. So like even though COVID happened, it, like it, it's a little discouraging, but at the same time, like you got to adapt and like yeah. figure out what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think another mistake that I have seen is people taking shortcuts. So if you are working on or trying to get to take shortcuts. Yeah. Or trying to like kind of get ahead without doing the correct steps or taking the actual uh, route that you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like for this podcast, if we were to just release it, but like not edit it correctly or kind of buy cheap mics or um, not do the research of where how to get published on different platforms, uh, how to have be approved by Apple, because all that just kind of goes steps. So if I'm out here, I'm like, I want to get a podcast. I have a mic. I'm just going to record and I'm going to release, right? Sounds Mm -hmm. easy. Sounds anyone can do it. On a podcast, anyone can do it. But you don't know these things. You don't know that you need a host service. You don't know that you need to apply to be approved. And they need to check your your, um, content. And you need to advertise. You need to market. You need to see who your your listeners are. If you take all that and you're just like, I'm going to record. I'm going to put it out there. That shortcut is not going to, you're not going to have a successful podcast. If you're a brand, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to, I saw this, um, I'm going to do like fast fashion, like Fashion Nova, because I just want to make money. So I'm just going to buy this and sell it. Or I see online, they sell these like freaking, everyone's buying masks. I'm going to buy all these masks and sell them. And every time these masks are cheap, the earpiece rips, no one's going to buy from you. Now your brand has this reputation that it's trash. I think the biggest thing, too, is that people want to, like, win before doing the hard work. Like, if you focus so much on, like, how much money you're making or how fast you're growing, it's that is going to become very discouraging. And, like, you have to try to love the process. You have to try and, like, think about it. Let's say I had AVO and like it just like overnight was like this huge success. Like I feel like I'm not going to appreciate as much than how things are going now where like I am working really hard and it's a slow but like such a learning process that I feel like when it does get to a big level, I'm going to miss like the times where I was like packing packaging in my Your apartment, orders, yeah. you know, it's like those little things are like really what makes a, a great journey. And a lot of people want to focus on like when you're already winning, when you're already making that money, when you're already producing like a lot. And I think that that definitely can get in the way of you, like one being realistic about, how long something can take and it just you need to like love what you're doing yeah i think that's and what you it need comes to be patient to. yeah and you need to like pay your dues like i I've, I've told marina sometimes like sometimes people start things and 
like they want they're like oh i want to do this i want to do that i want to get paid this much i want to get do that yeah and it's like that's great and you probably deserve it but everybody has to pay their dues and everybody has to start somewhere and i feel like some people do try like sometimes people reach out to me on email and they're they'll be like oh i want to like oh i started this business and I want to send you something for exchange for a post. I I feel like that's trying to take a shortcut because yeah. it's like one. Why would I want to post your product? Who are you? Like, I don't fucking know you. You yeah. know, you haven't like really introduced yourself. You haven't told me about your product. Um, You don't even know if I like it. You know, like you try to take shortcuts in the sense of. You didn't do your research enough to like do things right and especially when you're reaching out to whether it's an influencer another brand a person and you want something from them right you want them to be in your show you want them to post something that you just came out with like you have to think about like why would anybody do this for me yeah right and that's the perspective you need to be on like nobody owes you shit bro nobody yeah so you got to think about like are they, like maybe they're gonna want this but i you have to ask so like even for avo like sometimes i send stuff to influencers and i'm like i know that i want to post in return but i know that not every influencer wants to post in exchange for product yeah so in that sense like i speak to what they do why we like them why we think they're aligned with us what we can offer them and then it's up to them but many people are like oh post this or post that like i'll send you this and you post it and it's like you haven't even told me how this is going to help me yeah how this uh, why would i want this you know like you have to think about what you can provide whether it's like a person that you are wanting to collaborate with you have to be like okay why is this going to benefit that person and why would they want to collaborate with me yeah so it needs to be like a mutual thing like am i bringing value to the table yeah for them to want to do this whatever that it may be and if you're not then you got to go back and keep working until yeah. you you know what i mean you can't take this shortcut of like oh, i want to be collaborating with this person already when you just start it you know like everybody pays their their dues and you got to do the hard work you can't take any shortcuts there's no post that any influencer is going to do that it's going to automatically make your business boom it yeah. doesn't work like that. People think that like an influencer can post a product and like they're going to make a million dollars or some shit or they're going to gain 100,000 followers. Like it doesn't work like that. Brands are built with time. They're built with good branding. Exactly. The people that like you and resonate you are going to find you based on what you're doing. So everything that you're doing, keep in mind and keep yourself in brand. Because sometimes I see people doing shit that I'm like, what the fuck? What does that have to do with you? Has yeah. nothing to do with the brand that you have. Has Like everything has to match yeah. your purpose, your your message, even the colors that you're putting into this thing. Like there's an aesthetic to everything, there's to every customer. Into, yeah. And so I think, do your research. I think you said something uh, a couple episodes ago, the episode we did about, um, it was another episode we did about brands and how to create a successful brand mm -hmm. and you said that when you were creating avio you you looked at your potential competitors so like nike like um aloe yoga like lululemon 
So all these brands that you compared yourself to or kind of like kind of got inspired from, they all have teams that you think they just took a picture of a shoe and posted it on there. You think they were just like, oh, we're going to do a collaboration with uh, a Jordan and Travis Scott thing, like just because it on a whim. Everything is planned through. Everything is worked out. Everything is literally thought of month in advance. Nothing is mm-hmm. overnight. Nothing is like, oh, no, I have this idea and I'm going to do it. It literally takes so much work and you just have to be willing to put in the hours, no. the work, and you just cannot take shortcuts. You just cannot yeah. take shortcuts. I think another big problem, or not a problem, but a mistake. a mistake that people make too is that they either overprice their products or services in a sense of like, let's say it's somebody that is starting, um, I don't know, a lash tech, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody, like, it, she doesn't have like a reputation. She doesn't have customers that know her as a lash, lash artist. She may be a really great lash artist. But I think when you're starting out, you have to kind of build your network first. Yeah. And I think you can go from there. And sometimes people start a brand and they have like super overpriced products that like nobody, like they don't, you you have to have like a customer's trust. So for customers to trust you, you need to have like things to show for your work. Yeah. So if let's say a lash artist reaches out to me on Instagram, I'm going to look at her Instagram. I'm going to look at her previous work. Does she have a lot of good work that I like? Then if she does, I'm probably going to do it. If there's like absolutely no pictures of prior work and she just started, I'm probably not going to do it. So it's things like that where like you have to be able to show people how good your work is so that it makes sense with the pricing that you're doing. And I'm not saying that like if you're selling a product and the product costs you a certain price and like the margin wiser, it doesn't matter. Like if you're trying to be a brand and you want to have a specific pricing, I think that that's absolutely fine um, because you could, I, I believe that and you could put a price, whatever price you want on your product. And it's really the story behind it. And it's really like how you make your customers feel. But in order to get those customers, I feel like there's got to be a lot of value given to the customer. And that's going to take time to build that trust. So whether it's like giving out a couple discounted products or like you have people talking about your stuff or, you know, like how I give influencers free products. Like that's something that I like. I paid for those things, but I'm giving them out because you believe in your stuff and you know that when they hold it, they're going to be like, damn, this is good. I need to tell people how good this is because everyone needs it in their life. And they're going to talk about it. And so then that's how you start building that customer's trust. Like if I I think the biggest thing I've seen is with like services, right? Like sometimes people sell eBooks or like a program, like teaching something and they want to charge like $500, but like nobody knows who they are or like you have no idea. Like if I'm going to spend $500 on your eBook or whatever it is, but it changed my life. I hope that I'm getting like a preview free yeah. doc that like shows me something What's in the course so or... that I can be like, OK, this shit looks good. This shit looks like it. something, yeah. you know, so you've got to provide like a lot of value to your customers so that they can feel confident and be like, yo, I want more of this. Like I am 100 percent sure I want to spend more money on this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think out of everything we said, 
whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's building your brand or you're trying to be an influencer or you're trying to um, have a business, whatever it is that you want to do, uh, main thing is be passionate about it. Don't rush into it and don't sit too long on your idea. Yeah. I think don't try to me, be a perfectionist. Like just work with what you have. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think I think for me, like what I got out of this episode is the most thing that resonated is don't sit too long on the idea. Uh, if you're like me and you're out there like you're like, I have this idea and I have this idea and I have this idea and I just don't know because just follow the steps that Gabby just said that made her who she is and the successful brand owner that she is and just like just do it. You know what's the the, the I I hear this so much and every time I hear it I like I want to call people out because I hear this so much where it's like like somebody has an idea and then somebody else does it. Mm. And they're like damn like I was going to do that like they copied me or like You know, like, oh, I had thought of this too, you know? Yeah, now I can't do and it. And you're like, you, like, it's not, you know, it's your own fault. You had an, a good idea and you didn't execute it. The difference between you and the person that did it is that they did it. And I would say to add on that is if you have an idea and you see someone else did it, don't let that discourage you. How many food Podcasts. delivery services are there, right? There's yeah. Uber Eats, there's Grubhub, there is Postmates. How many freaking, there's Lyft, there's Uber for you to get places. There is every single thing there has been done, so many of it. So you yep. have a lot of competitors, whatever. So if you come up with a idea and you're like, oh, you know, I want to make gourmet coffee and you're going to get a subscription where every month you get these gourmet coffees or whatever. And like somebody already has it. Yeah, but what is it that makes yours different? Because whatever yeah. it is that makes yours different is what's going to make your brand successful. It's gonna, uh, it's what's going to make you stand out. Exactly. Find a way to like make it a little worthwhile. Like somebody, you know, if you can lower the prices, if you can add a little extra gift, like whatever it is, like there's always ways to be other people. And there's so much room for everybody, for I feel. Like I, I heard somebody tell me like, there's already so many podcasts out. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like people are going to listen to our podcast because we're dope. Yeah. <laughs> period yeah. like ain't nobody out there like gabby there yeah. ain't nobody out there like marina and exactly. that's why our podcast is good yeah lemons to lemonade baby and yep. and and that's the thing you guys the name is lemons to lemonade where we try to show you how you take lemons which in this situation anything that life throws at you a problem and make lemonade Yep. literally that's the whole point of this podcast we want to help you guys and in the process help ourselves where anything that gets thrown at us any difficulty whether it's relationships life ships or freaking financial ships whatever it is we want to show you that you can take this and make something so bomb out of it so yep. wherever you are in your life Like it, this is this is not it for you. Like there's just so your much more out there. Your current situation isn't your permanent, final destination. Yeah. yeah, your current situation is not your final destination. So Bitch. oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I've never. I've. I just made that up. I've never heard that. I'm done with I've you. I've never heard that. I really yeah, like. That. I'm gonna a, write oh, that on my wall. I did wall. not. I did not come up with it. I'm gonna write that on my wall. I really like it. But um, yeah, we hope you guys learned something from this episode. Uh, like we said, we are on our own journey. We show up. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we're on our own journey. We want to help you guys with yours. So if you do have any questions, feel free to always DM us. Ask us. We're like sisters at this point. So just tell us. Ask us. We did an episode like this before and we got so many of you who sent us their businesses and we shouted you guys out. Um, if Yeah, that would be super dope. Also, like... Um, if you know there's always so many parts of these type of topics that we can do so if you have a business and you need advice if there's something i don't know anything like a problem uh something you've been sitting on something that you just need somebody to like give you some guidance yeah let us know like dm us on lemons to lemonade because i would love to just like talk about people's I don't know, like any anything that you guys have, I would love to just like talk about it. And if we have anything that might be helpful for you guys. Yeah. And it, it could stay anonymous. That. I know some people like have these ideas and don't, they don't want like they're too scared or they don't want people. to Yeah. Know about it. We can have an episode where you guys give us your ideas or give us thing and we can give you feedback on why, how you can make this brand better, how you can make this idea better or how can you you want to be an influencer, but you don't know how, what to do. You don't know how to take pictures gabby like just recently started taking pictures with the photographer but for the longest time she used to take her own pictures girl i am so happy like for the longest time my own shit yeah for the the longest time she's like i remember she bought this little like clicker and she's like oh my god look i bought this own clicker (laughs) where i can hold it and like i can take pictures from over there and so there is uh, so many ways there's so many things we've been through that we can help you guys with yeah. uh, and other other way around there's so many things that you've guys done that you can help us with so feel free to always share feel free to always come to us we always enjoy talking to you guys um, and with that being said we love you guys so much thank you for listening and make sure you guys share this with anyone you know maybe a business owner maybe somebody that is thinking of launching a business and yeah. that could be helpful for them and make sure you also follow us on our instagrams you know i feel like we don't normally talk that much about like our other social media but yeah i post a lot of tiktoks i also post content on instagram youtube she has i a have YouTube an active channel. line obviously it's called avio active I also have an app. It's called Workout Tell Thank Gabriella. Tell them about Gabriella. the 30 day, 30 day challenge. It's it's uh, six weeks is not 30 days, darling. It's not. Oh, six. The six I think week it's, six, it's a little over. I think it's 45 days. Okay, 45. Yeah, I'm having a 45 day or six week uh, workout challenge. It's called Quarantine Fit Challenge. It starts Monday. So when you guys listen to this, it would be like two days that had started. Yeah. But you could still sign up and start on your own. Um and yeah, if you we're going to be doing work this out. challenge too. So make sure you guys, if you do do the challenge, yeah. uh, send us pictures. Let us know. We get so excited when we work out and we see people doing the same thing. Yeah, so. for sure. And then want to plug in yourself, girl? Um, yeah, just 20 Marina on Instagram and uh, Lemons to Lemonade show on Instagram. And we're going to be posting more content on our Lemons to Lemonade show and engaging with you guys more. Uh, so look forward to that for sure. Yep. And with that being said, like we always say, when when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. lemonade. Ciao.